Hello, I'm Christina Young and this is Gloucester Book Club's second podcast. Every fortnight a few members of my book group and I chat about one of the books we've read together. Tonight it's the turn of the Booker Prize winner Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi and welcome. Uh, tonight I've got with me the fantastic Joe, the amazing Zoe, the fabulous Stella, and our guest podcaster tonight is Jenny. Welcome all. And you all know that we're going to talk about Girl, Woman, Other tonight. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit for the listeners about what this book's about. And it won or it shared the Booker Prize in 2019 with Margaret Atwood's The Testaments. Um, And Girl, Woman, Other follows the lives of 12 very different people in Britain, predominantly female and black, aged 19 to 93. They span a variety of cultural backgrounds, sexualities, classes and occupations. And they tell the stories of themselves, their families, friends and lovers across the country and through the years. So guys, we read this as a group last August, didn't we, if you remember, it's a while ago. So tell me what you do remember of the book. Stella, I'll come to you first. What did you remember about it? Hi, Christina. Yeah, I. Um, so this book tells the stories, as you've mentioned, of 12 women. Um, the characters interconnect either by blood. So for example, we've got a mother and daughter and actually a grandmother too. And or in some other tangential way, for example, pupil, school teacher and even school friends. And the stories of the women, they explore the lives and experiences of those characters, in re- as you said, in relation to quite a lot of different things. So race, gender, um, sexuality, even patriarchy. And this really means that we get to see different experiences of life in a way that might not be that familiar to us um and i really love the book so mm. i just think that shit what i remember from last august is just the volume of stories and the different stories and um the varying perspectives that are described in the book uh, are just really really impressive the characters mm. are all flawed Um, which kind of makes them more true to life for me. They were very, very believable. Um, I enjoyed the way the characters were drawn. And um, I think because of this, it was very easy to emphasise with the characters, even though their life experiences for a lot of them were very, very different to my mind. The Mm. other thing I I remembered about it was that the the, um, books written without the usual grammatical rules so I really enjoyed the fact that there were no capital letters, no full stops, um, just to sort of mix it up a bit. That was I just thought that was really interesting. So for me, the cadence of the book was achieved by the use of blank space and the use of paragraphs. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. And that is something that I that's one of the things that I remember about the book as well. Mm. Quite a departure, isn't it, from what we're normally used to in, in when we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Zoe. Tell, tell us what you thought about it when you read it. 
Hi, Christina. Um, so I remember loving it when I read it, but going back to this book on a, a second reading, it's just astonishing and maybe a controversial statement, but I think this book should have won the Booker Prize in its own right. It really, really should have. Like Stella was saying, just for the sheer volume and the depth of the stories, you're right up to date with some of the modern issues that are happening in people's lives right now. The book talks about gender and it has one trans character. It talks about LGBT issues, about race, about politics and class without ever feeling preachy, like you say, Stella, mm -hmm. because the characters have flaws and it can remind you of friends and parents and everything that Bernadine Evaristo does she really employs this kind of artless narrator where we can look in and we can see some of the flaws of the characters without them having to reveal themselves to us you know Yaz telling her mum Alma that she's so over feminism and gender neutrality is the way forward but yet being very young and naive and some of her other opinions it just made me feel that these characters are real and they, they reminded me so much of people I knew again not being a woman of colour they were so so relatable I can't believe that these people are real or, or aren't real sorry mm. it felt so real to me yeah sure it's been great it took a long time for her to write this book actually I believe um Jenny what did you think about it oh I, lo I loved this now I actually listened to this as an audiobook um I'd be I listened to a little bit of it again uh, this week just to remind myself and I think that each character comes to life because she does the accents. So the lack of grammar, I wasn't really aware of, to be honest, because it, it, it read quite well. I mean, she performed it quite well as, as each character. Um, but I, it, there were really heavy topics dealt with in this book, like Zoe said. But what I liked was the humour. There was so much humour in it that, you, like you say, you could almost see them maybe be, so believing who they were, but actually we could see another version of them. And I really liked that um, they have different perspectives on events. So, for instance, um, Carol and her mother, her, uh, Nigerian, I think she was, you could see Carol's sort of development from her own perspective in her own head and her own secrets from her mother's point of view and then also from the teacher's point of view and all that kind of interrelationship just unfolded you just couldn't wait to find out you know the different versions no one was right which i really liked it was just the and each character she could sum somebody up in just one sentence and straight away you knew them Mm. Even though, like Stella said, these are related, some experiences are something I would never have had myself. I just felt really in it. So um, I love them. I'd be interested to read it again in a book, actually, rather than listen to it. Yeah, yes. It, interesting that you talk about listening to it by audio as well, Jenny, because actually, as you say, you wouldn't be aware of any kind of lack of punctuation if you're, if you're listening to mm. it. So if that's something that bothers people, then maybe you want to listen to it as an audio. That mm. might be that for you. Um, Joe, tell us what you thought. Well, hi, Christina. I thought it was a real corker of a book, and it definitely deserved the Booker two years ago when it won. Uh, there are a couple of things I think I would um, clarify for listeners who are interested in giving it a try. 
Um, some of our listeners may wonder from the title, Girl, Woman, Other, whether it is a book essentially for women. And in my opinion, the answer is categorically no. Although Girl, Woman, Other is superficially about the lives of 12 different British black women and about womanhood, it's actually so much more than that. In the process of telling their individual stories, each woman shares how she has been othered in life, whether mm -hmm. it's on account of class, race, sexuality, or some other dimension. So for me, it's the third part of the title, Other, the theme of otherness that best describes the ground that Everesto covers. So it's categorically a book for everyone to read and for people of all ages, from young adult up to the most aged. Um, I also think for listeners who are starting the book, they may, we touched on this, they may find the unusual writing style a little bit um, odd when they look at it first time. It's written in a very fluid, mixed prose and poetry or fusion style, as Evaristo calls it, almost stream of consciousness, although not quite. Minimal or non-use of punctuation, virtually no full stops or speech marks, using line breaks and short, sometimes one-word lines to create its own cadence and rhythm. At this point, I'd better say, um, fear ye not, don't panic. It's not difficult. It's incredibly easy to read. And as, as you heard already, it reads very well. Um, the audio is a, is a good idea if you find the reading difficult. Um, it's especially effective in dramatic places by slowing you right down to say one word a line, and it makes you deliberately go slowly and consider the seriousness of what's being talked about. Mm -hmm. I won't spoil it by saying what event, but there is an event where it's one word a line, and you know you're there. Uh, now, moving on, the, it's not a, not a spoiler to say that the women involved are connected in different ways, and working out their connections is a very engaging aspect of reading this book. It's not particularly complicated, but if anybody wants help, Bernadine Evaristo has done a spider diagram showing all the connections, which you can find by Googling online if you want to. Um, the best thing about the theme of connections is that it makes you question things like where we all come from, mm, how yeah. connected, even mm, operative mm. questions like how black is black and mm. what are my own ethnic origins. Mm. There's okay. so much in there. Yeah. It's definitely worth a go. In my conclusion will be it's incredibly thought-provoking and mind-broadening, and I would definitely recommend it to anybody. Well, thanks, Joe, and thanks for your reassurance about reading the book, <laughs> well, given that it hasn't got any punctuation. Um, how, how difficult was it for you to keep track of, of how the characters are connected to one another? Because we do have 12, don't we, women in this book. Um, did you find that difficult, guys? I quite liked on second reading, especially not remembering the names of all the characters, particularly, but elements of their stories, how you could be reading something in section two and then suddenly realise, oh, this person knows Amma because they mention her play, The Last Amazon mm -hmm. of the Dahomey. And you think, ah, that's the person they were talking about earlier. And you see someone in a completely new perspective, mm -hmm. as you would do in life if you had a mutual acquaintance. I, I quite like that, actually. Mm. Anybody else? Did you struggle with it a bit? Because I remember I did a little bit, um, you know, because there were so many people, I had to keep going back. And actually, Joe's already mentioned that Bernadine has, has drawn a diagram, which you can find on the Internet, which yes. helped a lot, actually. I, I did get a little bit lost. I think I had a pause. I think I kind of either stopped listening for a week or something. And then I, I was a little bit lost, I must admit. And also the problem with an audio book is, 
I may occasionally drop off or get distracted. <laughs> so I, um, I think it was the relationship with the, I say the grandmother and, and her interconnections. I got slightly lost um, at one point, but it, I, it didn't matter because it, it all, it was all resolved in the end. Yeah. With a very, can I say the ha one happy ending? There was a very happy ending <laughs> for one character, I would say. You can say there's oh, a happy ending, but don't tell me. For all of them, really. All of them, I felt. I just was so pleased for them when something good happened. I felt really, I felt quite proud of them as well. Mm. When each character kind of overcame some difficulties. Did the lack of, because there isn't really a linear plot in this book, is there? Did the lack of that affect your reading? Did, did it interfere with your enjoyment of the novel? No, not really. Uh, mm. Um, I think it was the issues that the novel gives rise to that make you think quite hard about things. Like I said, things like race and are we all from the same background? Um, lots of very interesting points like that came out. And the, the keeping up with all the characters, I found it was like a not a, it was a challenge, basically, to spot the connections and try and piece the story together. Not difficult at all, not in the slightest. And as we've said, um, there is a chart available if you want help with that. Um, and it was, it was quite nice to discover it for yourself to begin with. Mm. Is, this a, is it a good book? Would you say it's a good book to read as an introduction to race and gender if you haven't done that kind of reading before? I would say that it would be worth maybe having a look particularly at the first two chapters so Amma is a polyamorous black lesbian so she lives a very liberal life in London and then her daughter Yaz actually studies gender studies and English at uni um, but one of her friends Courtney brings to her attention a passage from Roxane Gay um, a well-known contemporary feminist and she mentions that really Courtney is from a working class white background, um, whereas some of the group, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> they form a friendship group at uni called the Unfuckwithables, which I remember at the time, Christina, we were thinking of renaming the book club for a little bit. <laughs> um, but Courtney points out who, you know, through race and through class and through her reading of Roxane Gay that actually it shouldn't be a competition of who is the most marginalised person, but it's really good to have an awareness of how these different things intersect in our lives. So mm -hmm. I would say this book's definitely a great start, but equally, Roxane Gay and an understanding of her work may help this reading too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. So winning the booker certainly brought Bernadine Everisto to my attention. Um, I hadn't known about her before, and to discover such talent and that she's been writing for so long, she's written eight books before she won the Booker Prize. So she was, she's been out there and yet I haven't known about her. Yeah. It made me realise how difficult it can be for black women to be right, widely recognised in the world of books. Mm. And probably only in the last 10 years, really, if, if that. Mm. This is a mainstream book, really. Mm. Um, and yet it deals with um, things that I feel may not have been mainstream not too long ago even mm. though they're very current issues i think they're things people would avoid i mean it's hard hitting there's some very unpleasant things in it 
as well. It's, you know, um, and I think it does open your eyes. And I think I recall, Christina, when we did this, you said some, an elder male, let's say in our book group, really enjoyed the transgender character. Mm. And if you haven't come across that in your lifetime, mm. I think it's quite nice to get to know someone and and just like them for who they are. You know what it rather than on well, you know, rather than on first um I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna say something negative, I suppose, but Assumptions rather than go by stereotypes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You're going to know somebody for who they are rather than you know where they're from or what they are what class they are mm. i think that very person wanted to take them to the pub didn't they yeah, exactly yes. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah you know and have a chat with them over a drink in a pub so uh, i think it is it is a, a great book i think like joe you said for for anyone to read of any age uh, mm. because you'll come across situations that you've never been in and never thought of before sure um, so would you to sum up would you recommend this book I'm hoping you're all going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're all nodding. Don't yeah, nod. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, I would. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, you'd absolutely re recommend it. Um, okay, so is there anything else that you would like to say before we finish? No? No, really? Can't believe it. Listeners, they have, always have a lot to say, but tonight they're stunned. This is <laughs> really, really good. Um, I would thoroughly recommend it and um, it is quite a long book I will warn you about that it's quite a big one um, but um, it will be an eye-opener if you decide to take a plunge um, so all it remains is for me to say cheerio to you and I'm going to go around and ask my members my group members here to also say cheerio so Joe, do you want to <laughs> thank you <laughs> Bye. And Jenny. Bye-bye. Thank you. And Zoe. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think next time we're doing an American marriage. Is that right, Christina? You are right. Uh, we will be doing an American marriage, and that's in a fortnight's time. So I hope you, um, you'll come back and listen to episode three of our podcast. We're very amateur at this, but we really appreciate you listening to us. Um, so cheerio for now. Bye everyone and wave. Bye. Bye. Gloucester Book Club began in 2013. We're in southwest England and we now have more than 60 members. been listening to us on Anchor FM. You can also hear us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and many more. All the views expressed are our own.